Grizz Nation's favorite outfitter is the M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. And now the M Store has a brand new location in downtown Missoula. Come check out the new storefront located on the corner of Higgins and Broadway. The M Store in Missoula has been your Grizz Gear headquarters for more than 10 years, offering some of the most original University of Montana gear you'll find anywhere in the Garden City. Next time you're downtown, swing in. Come by the M Store today and wear what the Grizz wear. Or shop online at MontanaMStore.com. Montana's only daily sports talk show, Nuwana's Now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I like football! Well, greetings, fellow humans. Welcome in. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. Maybe you're watching or listening on the new ESPN MT app. Appreciate you being here. Ton to get to today. I'm Coulter Nuanas, by the way, coming to you through the ESPN uh, Montana studio here at the Missoula Broadcasting Company. Missoula Broadcasting, locally owned and operated, and proud to say so. We uh, have a, po- a pretty standardized formula now here on your uh, Wednesdays, and uh, happy to say so. The reviews are in. You love hearing from the guy, the man, who covers the FCS on a national level better than anybody, Sam Herter. So he'll swing by here in about five minutes, Sam Herter of Hero Sports, as well as Bet MGM. That'll be our lead of the Wednesday show throughout football season. Very excited to have Sam riding shotgun with us. Thanks to all of you, too, for listening in and engaging and telling us that uh, that's what you like, that's what you want to hear. Always fun to hear about what's going on around the football championship subdivision on a national level, as well as put the big sky into perspective and uh, just where the Grizz, the Cats, and everybody else uh, are in the mix. We're also going to have a new friend of the show, but hopefully a returning uh, contributor, Keaton Galogli, he is the new play-by-play man for the Montana State Bobcat football team. He will be our guest this week on our Montana State Minute. We also have some Grizz hockey tickets for you and some Desperado wings. That sounds like a pretty good combo, so stay tuned for that. About 445, we'll be giving you a chance to uh, win a pair of Grizz hockey tickets to their game on Friday night. We'll also uh, have a dozen wings at the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill for you. So that's very awesome. And... Top of the hour, 5 o'clock. One of my favorite gals, a, a, a lady that makes me just so happy every time I see her because she's such a sweet-natured person, but also uh, such a smart person and also someone that's doing great things down there at the University of Montana. Allison Lawrence will join us. She's the head coach of the University of Montana volleyball team. Coach Lawrence was uh, telling me the other day, not only is she a Division One head coach who also has a family of her own, but she's also getting her Ph.D. right now. Unbelievable. I mean, you talk about smart and driven. That's, that's, uh, that's quite a pursuit. Uh, but the interview is exclusively about what is, to this point, the best start for the University of Montana volleyball team in more than 20 years. They have not had this good of a 15-game stretch to start a season since 2000. So uh, Allison Lawrence and Sarah Ashley, who's a defensive specialist from Helena, uh, was on those great Helena Capital teams that won three straight state championships. She also uh, was in on the interview. The uh, news of the day when it comes to the Grizz volleyball team, they are coming off of a five-set victory over rival Montana State in front of almost 6,500 fans who showed up to Brick Breeden Fieldhouse on uh, last Friday night in Bozeman. So not only an unbelievable record-setting historic crowd, but then you go in there as the road team, you beat your rival, you take home the trophy. What a cool moment for them. And now they have one of the hardest road trips in the Big Sky Conference, Sacramento State, Portland State this weekend. So we get you all set up for what's going on with Grizz Volleyball, caught up with them, set up for the future, uh, all that sort of stuff. And then 5.30, we'll have our normal 5.30, a uh, Grizz Star of the Week, except no Grizz 
joining us today because University of Montana football team is on a bye this week. So we instead will uh, give you some of the stars of the season so far, give you a statistical update, uh, go through some of the league, league leaders, team leaders, and maybe even do a couple midseason awards. Who's the MVP of the Grizz on offense, on defense, on special teams at this point uh, in the specific year? So there you go. It's your show outlook. It is presented by Brent Wahlberg uh, and the Wahlberg team. The Wahlberg team, the official realtors of Grizz Athletics. Any and all real estate questions uh, you might have in Western Montana Give Britt and his team a call today. Something uh, that we have been supporting and involved in here for quite some time, the Watson Children's Shelter Tennis Pro-Am Fundraiser. It's a four-day event starting October 20th through the 23rd. So coming up in a couple weeks, uh, starts. I guess that's two weeks from tomorrow is when the event starts. The proceeds of the Pro-Am towards the uh, the Watson Children's Center Tennis Tournament at uh, it goes towards the Watson Children's Center and it's in their mission to provide safety, nurturing, and stability uh, to children and families through quality services and trauma-informed care. They're going to have an auction there uh, at the Barn on Mullen, right there at the Ranch Club, from 6 to 9 uh, on Thursday, October 20th. The MC, Ryan Tutel, former co-host of this show, great friend of this show still. You also can uh, bid on some of the pro players that will be participating in this. So a ton of fun stuff. Uh, and the, the main point here is that it all goes toward a great cause. You can uh, get tables uh, for the live auction for $25 for individuals. That includes food and a no-host bar. Or you can purchase a full table for uh, for eight uh, for $200 for the table. And that's going to include a silent auction of goods and services from local businesses and a whole bunch of other stuff going on throughout the weekend. So we'll continue to tell you about this to purchase tickets and learn more about the Watson Children's Center Tennis Pro-Am. Go to watsonchildrenscenter.org. There's two S's in there. So watsonchildrenshelter.org. Fun and happy to be a part of a great fundraiser uh, like that. Once again, you want to stream the show, listen to the show, Nuanas Now, here on ESPN Radio. You also can always get it on your TV set, SWX Montana Television. By the way, very excited this evening to head on over to the SWX Montana studios and do some collaboration with our guy, Sean Rainey. Sean has been the busiest man in America lately, but uh, we've been missing him around here, so he'll be on the show with us on Friday. I'm going to go record with him tonight. I was finally able to pin him down and track him down. Uh, You always find this show and all uh, SWX's great sports coverage here on SWX, as well as you can always stream the show on our station website, 1029ESPN.com. Click on Listen Live, you'll find the stream. And, of course, go get the ESPN MT app in your life as well. Great way to follow along live and or archived. You want to be a part of the show, 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. Keep that number in mind. About 40 minutes from now, we'll be giving you a dozen wings to the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill, as well as a pair of Grizz hockey tickets for this weekend's Grizz hockey games. You can call and or text 406-888-1029, and all guests will join us via the Regish Brothers RV phone line, which is where we go right now. Welcome in, great friend of this show, the best of the biz when it comes to analyzing FCS football on the national level. He's Sam Herter of Hero Sports and Bet MGM. Sam, what's going on, man? Uh, where are, you, are you in Minneapolis right now, or where are you at in the world? Yeah, I'm in uh, Minneapolis area, so uh, nice, nice fall, crisp weather uh, right now. But soon it'll be, soon it'll be winter time here. You know how that goes. <laughs> we do indeed. It's actually funny because Montana has such a reputation for uh, the ferocious, fierce weather. But I actually think that uh, you folks out there in Minnesota, Wisconsin, you guys, North Dakota, South Dakota, you guys can commiserate. You got, you guys got it locked. I mean, Fargo is pretty freaking cold in the winter, right? <laughs> Yeah, Fargo. I, I lived in Fargo for six years or so uh, in the 2010s, and you know that's that's pretty far up north. That gets and it's nice and <laughs> nice and flat there. So uh, a lot of wind through Fargo, a lot of cold. Uh, not as cold here uh, in the Minneapolis area, but still, um, you know we're 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 typically below 
32 degrees all throughout winter, and it's not it's not unusual for a full week to be in the negatives for the temps here. So gearing up for that. But so far, I, I, I like the fall, like 50 to 60 degree weather that we got right now. I'm really enjoying this type of weather. Yeah, it's uh, it builds character uh, for sure. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Enough talking about the weather. Let's talk about the FCS. First of all, uh, this last week now, we're, we're into the heart of October. The games continue to mean more and more. But take us around the, the FCS landscape. What stood out to you this last week? Any impactful victories or movement or, or anything just on the national level, maybe outside the Big Sky Conference? Yeah, I think the one big result was UND beating Missouri State. Uh, Missouri State was ranked in the top ten at, at the time and has now, uh, you know, really plummeted in the rankings, lost three games in a row. One of those three games, the first of those three games for Missouri State was when they nearly beat uh, Arkansas, who was, ranked, who was ranked at the time number 10 uh, out, of, out of the SEC, uh, ranked number 10 in the country at the FBS level. Missouri State, frankly, should have won that game. They're up by 14 points uh, in the fourth quarter, um, but they lost that game a few weeks ago, and things have just kind of unraveled from there. Uh, you know, last week lost to South Dakota State, and then this last weekend lost at UND in a game where they just, you know, kind of got rolled pretty good in the second half, uh, and so that kind of makes you wonder about Missouri State and where their season goes from here, uh, a team that we kind of viewed as a, as a potential title contender now on a three-game uh, losing streak. And so that was probably the most impactful one in the FCS. Is that a ramification? I know we're, we're maybe getting into the land of implications here, but Missouri State, as you stated the other week when we you were on here on Nuanas Now, uh, they've really built this thing with a lot of great talent, so much of which came from the transfer portal, and that's not that surprising given the uh, the FBS credentials that head coach Bobby Petrino has. But do, do you think that – I guess I've always thought that sometimes when you have a whole bunch of guys from a whole bunch of different places, when it's rolling, it can roll. When it's not rolling, maybe it unravels quicker if you don't necessarily have a connection or a uh, – you know, you know, you're, you're not beholden to a place. So, I mean, is is there a factor there? Because they have experienced some high highs this year, but also they've had a couple head scratching losses uh, this year and last year as well. Their playoff loss to Tennessee Martin, I thought, was a little bit perplexing as well. So, I mean, where are we at just with the dynamic of that squad? Yeah, I think that definitely is fair uh, to say about the the transfer stuff. And I I did talk about that earlier this week of. Obviously, we, no one really knows what's you know what's going on in, in locker rooms and stuff like that. And I don't want to say I, I certainly don't want to sit here and say that Missouri State quits in their game against UND. Uh, but it was one of those things where it, it was a pretty close game at halftime. But then UND, uh, you know, went up two scores, and all of a sudden they went up three scores. And you know, Missouri State didn't really uh, dig their heel in, in, into the ground and try to claw back. It was just one of those things where UND just kept on rolling and rolling and rolling and really took it to a team that was, at the, again, at, at the time, number, I think, number seven in the country. And I think when it comes to having a locker room full of transfers, I think you nailed it in the fact that if you have a bunch of seniors and juniors who all came in together and spent the last four or five years together, you know, maybe there is that, a little bit more buy-in where, and maybe there is a bit more, as cliche as it is, kind of a rallying call on the sideline saying, hey, guys, like, let's, let's, you know, let, let's decline back into this game. But instead you have guys that started their careers you know, at the Power 5 level or at the FBS level, a group of five level, and they're all kind of coming together and still trying to figure, out, uh, figure themselves out. And then on top of the transfers, too, I also think it's tough when, let's say you have a fourth-year junior who's by this time busted his butt, has ran down on kickoff the last three, four years, and all of a sudden he thinks he's going to start at outside linebacker, all of a sudden you bring in an FBS transfer to start at outside linebacker, and you just ask that, you know, that fourth-year junior, all right, you know, we know we told you you had a chance at the start, but we brought this other guy in. Uh, can you keep on going down on kickoff and running full speed into somebody? Is that fourth-year junior really going to do that to the best of his ability? Uh, maybe not. And so it's, it's, it's a challenging thing to, uh, to kind of navigate when you have a ton of FBS transfers. It can go, it can go really good. It can also go south in a hurry. Sam Herter joining us here on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Sam is the senior FCS analyst for Hero Sports and BetMGM. Uh, how about North Dakota? Because uh, North Dakota had uh, good success when they were in the Big Sky Conference, and then I thought it was a smart move for them to move into the Missouri Valley Football Conference. It just allowed them to have much more regional rivalries and much easier travel, and uh, they just fit the, the dynamic and makeup of that league, I think, a lot better 
and they've been okay, pretty good uh, since they joined the Missouri Valley. But uh, they've also played one of the toughest schedules in the country so far this year. Uh, but they they had that win over Missouri State, and now they're creeping towards the the top twenty. So where are we at with UND? Where are we at with Bubba Schweiger's squad? Uh, who who's standing out there? How have they been able to sort of navigate this really difficult five games and, and sit here now at uh, three and two and, and maybe in the playoff mix again? Yeah, UND is. I don't know, they're an interesting team. So I do think they are a good FCS program. Uh, but, you know, maybe they don't get as much love as, as sometimes they deserve nationally. Um, you know, I know locally and regionally they get, they get plenty of media coverage, so it's not one of those things where, you know, no, I know you talk about a lot. It's not like no one's telling their story for UND. They, they get plenty of, of media coverage. But maybe it's the fact that they're in the shadows of North Dakota State and also to, to uh, another extent is South Dakota State. But this is a team that's been pretty successful uh, over the years, and they always seem to get some really big ranked wins, uh, especially at home. Uh, they have like some crazy like eight and one or eight and two record at home against ranked opponents over the last you know four or five years, and they always get big wins. But then they end up dropping you know maybe a random home game or dropping a couple of random uh, away games uh, to kind of fall out of the rankings, and that was. You know, kind of the case with, with UND uh, this year. You know, they started out a pretty competitive loss in Nebraska, but then had two back-to-back pretty good wins against Northern Iowa, who was ranked at the time, and then going to Northern Arizona and getting a close win. Uh, they got into the top 25 after starting 2-1, and one, but then they lost a clunker uh, at Southern Illinois, and that got them back out of the top 25. And then they return home, and they get a top-10 win against Missouri State, and now they're back into the top 25. And this week they go to Youngstown State, which is not – an easy place to play, and, and UND plays really, really well at home and has been a bit up and down on the road. And so is this a game that UND is all of a sudden going to lose now at Youngstown State? I don't necessarily think so, but it won't be a shocker. And so just kind of that week-to-week consistency, and I think they can go from being a good team to a really good team if they can beat these teams on the road they're supposed to beat. Uh, but they always have you know really good players, always play great defense, always solid on the offensive line. Uh, Tommy Schuster, the quarterback, uh, is getting more vertical in the passing game now, and he's taking the next step. And so there's an overall really good team, and right now they're looking like a playoff team. You know, I don't know if I don't know if they're a quarterfinal team per se or anything like that, but I do think they they, they look the part of a playoff team. Good formula, you know, play defense, run the ball, be good at home. Brother Schreiger, I think, is a good coach. I think he does a good job there at UND. I always enjoyed dealing with them, and always enjoyed covering them when they were in the Big Sky Conference. Sam Herter here on uh, Nuanas Now. One last question on the national landscape before we get into some Big Sky stuff, Sam. Uh, the the SoCon, the Southern Conference, they were a, uh, I'm not going to say once proud, because they still have some competitive teams there in the SoCon, but it, it's an objectively different look without the, the teams that were so dominant in that region and in that conference for a really long time, namely Georgia Southern, Appalachian State. So uh, they, they sort of had a, a makeover, but now you have a couple squads that have been a sort of rebuilding, or I, I guess uh, reascending, reestablishing themselves, or even establishing themselves for the first time in the national uh, landscape. Chattanooga has been good so far this year. Mercer has been great, kind of come out of nowhere. I mean, Mercer is one of those ones where, you know, you saw him on the schedule for Moorhead State because I was tracking Moorhead because they were going to come to Bozeman week two to take on Montana State. And you're like, oh, Moorhead State lost to Mercer, 63-13. to 13. Okay, uh, that ain't good. But then all of a sudden you see, oh, Mercer's pretty good. They're 4-1. and one. They're 2-0 and oh in, in uh, SoCon play. And you actually have three teams there with the same record, 4-1 and one, uh, overall and 2-0 and oh, uh, in league play. That's Chattanooga. Mercer and Sanford. So, uh, what do you think of sort of the 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 new faces that are that are setting the pace there uh, in the SoCon? Yeah, the SoCon is one of the more fascinating conferences to kind of dive into, uh, especially like you said, a proud proud history was once you go back to I don't know the nineties, two thousands, like it was once considered basically the SEC of the FCS and had a ton of good teams, but when they lost. Uh, Georgia Southern and App State back in 2013, 2014, around there, you know, that was their two blue blood programs. And they still have a lot of great FCS program names. You know, Chattanooga is kind of a, I don't, I won't call them a blue blood, a blue blood, but they are a well-known just FCS brand name. Same thing with Wofford, although Wofford has really struggled uh, recently, but I think the SoCon had some, kind of rebuilding years uh, in a sense in the late 2010s uh, there was one year i think it was 2018 where 
they did get three or four teams in the playoffs, but they went, I want to say it was like one and two or one and three in the first round. And the Silicon just kind of lost some national respect where we say in the Missouri Valley Football Conference or in the Big Sky Conference, if you have seven wins, you know, you, you have a really good chance to make the playoffs. Well, in the SoCon, if you have seven wins, you're not necessarily uh, locked to make the playoffs. And I know SoCon fans don't like that because they point to the fact that in the Missouri Valley Football Conference and in uh, the Big Sky, those teams don't all play each other. And so just because, you know, ex-Big so- ex Sky team goes 2-1 and one in the non-conference, uh, and doesn't play, you know, doesn't beat too many great teams in the non-conference, and then they go five and three in the Big Sky, but they have a, you know, they they won the scheduling draw in the Big Sky. Why is that seven and four Big Sky team better than a seven and four SoCon team when the when the SoCon team from top to bottom might not be as good as the Big Sky, but it, it's very very competitive, and so that's kind of the challenge the SoCon is battling right now is just building up its national reputation. But I do think last year. They probably had three teams good enough to make the playoffs, but but you know they had like four teams all lose that weren't supposed to lose in the final week of the regular season that ended up dropping them to you know below the seven division one wins, and so they only got one team in. That was ETSU who made a run to the quarterfinals, and now like you said, you know Chattanooga, Mercer, Samford are all looking uh, really strong, um, and I think those three teams are worthy of being in the playoffs. But again, if if the if the, the SoCon beats each other up so much because they are good top to bottom. Maybe they only get two teams in this year just because it, it always seems like a team like the Citadel is going to knock off a team like Mercer, uh, you know, bottom team knocking off a top team. But I do think the SoCon is getting better. I don't know if they have a premier team in the FCS that can challenge for a national title. I don't know if any of these programs have the resources to do so. Uh, like Montana, like North Dakota State has, um, you know, region is, is a tough part of that because, you know, they, they kind of get, overshadowed quite a bit by, by the FBS compared to North Dakota State and, and the Montana schools that had the luxury of, of having, you know, the support of, you know, everyone around the state for some external resources. And so that, that's another challenge for the SoCon is getting that external support. Sam Herder here on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, Coulter Nuanas, coming to you through the ESPN MT studio here at the Missoula Broadcasting Company. Maybe you're watching live on SWX Montana Television, or maybe you're streaming with the ESPN MT app. Thanks for Hanging out with us here on your Wednesday, no matter how you're following along. Uh, all right, Sam, let's talk about the Big Sky Conference. Uh, last week, uh, some some big wins in the league. I think, first and foremost, Montana's narrow win, 28-20, at least when you look at the final score, was uh, a head-scratcher, to be sure, over a uh, defeated Idaho State team. Yet, when you watch the game and you look at it, Montana dominated the game. They just had a bunch of missed opportunities and a bunch of turnovers. And usually, if you go on the road, turn the ball over like that, uh, you don't win, but Montana did win. Montana State, a bit of a revelation with Sean Chambers really exploding and looking like a superstar, earning FCS National Player of the Week, and uh, second Big Sky quarterback ever to throw for 200, pass for 200, uh, excuse me, throw and run for 200 yards each. Uh, so definitely an a, a, a eye-opener there. And uh, then you had Portland State getting their first win. And Idaho moving to 2-0 in the league. What stood out to you this last week uh, from the Big Sky Conference? Yeah, I think the Montana State win uh, stood out the most, you know, watching that game. It's it's a lot easier to, to really dive into a game when it's the only FCS game on and, you know, sure. not getting, uh, you know, because, you know, honestly, the, the Montana game, I didn't really watch a whole lot of it. I flipped it on for a little bit, but that was smack dab in the middle of the game or in the middle of the day when there's 30 other games going on and, there are some ranked CAA games going on, some ranked SOCON games going on, and I watched those ones more than Montana-Idaho State, especially when the Grizz were up, you know, three scores in the fourth quarter, and I go, all right, you know, this one's over, you know, <laughs> as expected. But then uh, I know Idaho State scored a couple times late, and I, I, I flipped the game back on right as Montana recovered the onside kick and kneeled it out, and I was like, oh, I'm not exactly sure what happened there. I might have to go back and figure out how Idaho State came back. Uh, but that's just, I mean, that's one of those games where, you know, uh, you can look at the score and say, is Montana really the, the number three team in the country when they barely beat Idaho State? But, I mean, South Dakota State didn't look all that good uh, this last weekend against Western Illinois. You know, NDSU for about a half didn't look all that great, but still beat Youngstown State. And so those type of games happened. Um, and so my, my bigger takeaway is Montana State beating UC Davis, you know, for the most part pretty uh, decisively, uh, especially in the second half there. Obviously, really impressed with Chambers um, and, and his play, and 
I think Montana State's defense, especially in the second half, looked a lot better. Uh, I know Dan Hawkins gave them some, some different looks and some different things that maybe he hadn't shown uh, before just because of the, you know, that creative mind of Dan Hawkins. But, um, I mean, overall, I think just the fact that Montana State is still, what, 4-0 now against FCS opponents, and they still seem to be battling some national doubts about how good is this team really, that they still are. 4-0 with, with back-to-back good wins against UC Davis and Eastern Washington um, and still are, I think, number three in the FCS in rushing yards despite, I know I talk about it every week, I know you do too, despite the new-look offensive line and and being down, starting quarterback Tommy Malat, being down several running backs, it's just really, really impressive what that team is doing and what that coaching staff has done so far. Last thing for you then, when you look at the Big Sky slate this week, uh, Montana's off, Idaho's off, Montana State hosts Idaho State. Uh, probably the game of the week in the league is Eastern Washington at Weber State, uh, a night game in Ogden. Uh, what do you think of that matchup? And uh, is there any other game that'll that'll get your attention to the Big Sky, or is that the one you're going to have your eyes on? That'll be the one I have my eyes on. Uh, you know, Sac State, Northern Colorado, that's a late game, and so I'll, I'll watch that one. Um, you know, uh, Montana State plays Idaho State. Uh, you know, again, that's a game that the Bobcats obviously should win, but, you know, if, if they have kind of uh, a letdown performance, maybe that's a closer game uh, than expected, but the Bobcats should, should should still win, especially in Bozeman. But, yeah, the big one is Eastern Washington uh, going to Weber State. You know, it's not it's not literally a must-win for Eastern Washington uh, because they could lose this game, drop to 1-4, and four, uh, you know, and still win out. You know, that still is, you know, so it's not a literally a must win, but when Eastern Washington still has to play Sac State and Montana, you know, <laughs> winning both of those games would be pretty tough. And so this is as close of a must win as you can get uh, for Eastern Washington. Uh, you know, it's just not not uh, an ideal matchup for the Eagles. They obviously want to pass the ball. Um, and Weber State secondary is just, you know, ridiculously good as it always is. And, and playing in Ogden, it's just a, a really tough matchup for Eastern Washington, who I think is, it's still pretty good. I, I actually do like Gunnar Talkington. I think he's. I do too. Maybe that's been. I think Gunnar Talkington is good. Under, under, I, I, I was sort of buying this narrative, like, oh, is he going to be as good as all the other guys? And then I went and watched him in Cheney live, and I was like, whoa, that guy's got a cannon. Like he, he honestly, I know this is putting a lot on the kid, but he reminds me a lot of Davis Alexander that was at Portland State. He's mobile. He's kind of small, but he can throw the ball, man. I mean, he's got a good arm. I agree. I think he's good. Yeah, he's got big time zip, uh, you know, you know, with, with, with his passes, uh, it's just, you know, being one and three right now playing two power five opponents, uh, you know, that's not the best gauge, but when he has played his FCS opponents, he's looked, you know, really good. That's maybe just under talked about right now, just because Eastern Washington is, you know, their overall record is not that great and they're falling in the rankings. Uh, but again, it's going to be very, very tough to pick apart that Weber state secondary. And so that's a tough task for Eastern Washington to go there and, and get a win. He's Sam Herter. He'll join us each Wednesday here throughout football season. You can find his work, Herosports.com, in association with BetMGM. You can also follow him on Twitter. Great follow, especially if you're looking for uh, scores from around uh, the FCS uh, each weekend. Sam, appreciate you being here, man. Great talking to you, and we'll catch up with you soon. Sounds good. Thank you. There you go. Well, the best round. Love that guy. Love his insight. Always fun talking ball. Uh, with Sam Herter. Go check him out on uh, Twitter and on uh, Herosports.com. Uh, great job. He, he does a, an excellent job. It's not an easy job. It's a fun job, but certainly one that takes a ton of work. And uh, gosh knows I couldn't do it, man. Uh, I mean, I, I I love covering the Big Sky Conference, but that's about as much uh, bandwidth as I can possibly muster. <laughs> you know, when I got the, the Cats and the Grizz and another big game on at the same time, I'm already like brain frying trying to follow all of them let alone when you know you're trying to keep at least tabs and have something uh cohesive and something uh fluid to say about the the, the national landscape but he works his butt off and uh, he does a great job and we are happy to have sam here on uh espn radio uh once a week now to lead wednesday's show there's a new play-by-play man over at montana state in the broadcast booth Keaton Gologli will join us. We'll talk a little bit about his background, how he got to MSU, as well as some insight on the Bobcats, our Montana State Minute with a brand-new guest next. Keep it right here. It's Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. 
College Athletics is a fundamental part of the fabric of our communities in Montana, and it's the stories of these young men and women that drive our passion at Skyline Sports. Coulter Nuanas here. In 2015, my brother Brooks and I founded SkylineSportsMT.com. As a lifelong athlete, Brooks has an elite knowledge of football with a deep perspective with his time spent playing safety for the Montana Grizz football team, while I won a collection of sports writing awards, including 2010 Washington Sports Writer of the Year during my time in newspapers. Together, we can offer you the best sports journalism in the state with crisp writing, unbiased reporting, cutting-edge photography, and a grassroots feel that belies the corporate takeover of modern media this day and age. As Montana natives, we have a deep historical knowledge of the fiercest rivalry in the West. We share a combined 22 years' experience involved in the Big Sky Conference. That experience gives us unparalleled knowledge of Montana, Montana State, and Big Sky Conference athletics. If you'd like to experience this with us, visit SkylineSportsMT.com and subscribe for only $8 a month or $90 a year. SkylineSportsMT.com. Every day, every season. That was jamming down at the Hype House today. Thanks to Lauren for a great class. Thanks to those ladies for helping me uh, stay fit during football. New is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN Montana app. How about some new friends? Time now for our Montana State Minute, and we have a new contributing guest here on our Montana State Minute, hopefully the first of many. He is the new play-by-play man for the Montana State Bobcat football team. Keaton Gologli joins us here uh, on Nuanas Now, as well as on the Big Sky Breakdown podcast, SkylineSportsMT.com. Keaton, thanks for being with us, man. How you doing? Hey, yeah, I'm doing, uh, I'm doing good. We're into the rhythm of the season and uh, excited to talk some football with y'all. First of all, tell people just a little bit about your background. You've been uh, working at a very high level of college sports, but mostly calling hoops. So uh, just take us through it. I mean, where are you from? Where'd you go to school? Give us all the basics. Yeah, so uh, I'm uh, 33 years old. I uh, grew up in Chicago, Illinois. I went to Valparaiso University uh, for college, which is in, uh, in northwest Indiana. They play football in the Pioneer Football League. And uh, graduated in 2011 with a sports media degree, did a bunch of broadcasting there, um, and then got into my career right after that. So I actually I graduated and walked across the stage on May 15th, 2011, and I was on the air in Green Bay, Wisconsin, uh, doing Northwoods League Baseball by June 1st of that year. Um, and since then, uh, I've been on the road every six months. So uh, I did some minor league baseball in Wisconsin, then went back to my alma mater and worked on the football and basketball broadcasts um, over there. And then uh, from there, I got my first affiliated baseball internship in 2012 in uh, Lansing with the lug nuts in the class a level. Uh, that's when I got another fairly decent sized break uh, with Michigan state. And uh, I got, got the opportunity to be the voice for Michigan state women's basketball uh, starting that season, the uh, 2012, 2013 season, which was awesome. Um, and I ended up spending 10 years there uh, over the winters while also continuing to pursue baseball. So for 10 years, I was going to East Lansing and then out, to California to work uh, with the Mariners minor league affiliate, the Modesto Nuts. So I was bouncing back and forth on the road every six months, making that cross-country drive twice a year, um, and uh, doing all that. And then uh, I was just kind of staying ready when it came to football. So just doing a lot of high school stuff. We had like, uh, there was a high school game of the week package for one of the local radio stations so that's kind of where i stayed sharp i did some like mock broadcasts for michigan state football early when i was there back in like the connor cook jeremy langford days um just kind of staying sharp and uh eventually this summer uh this position became open and sure lo and behold it just kind of worked out and and now i'm here so my last baseball game was august 11th and then i took that weekend to drive over here and i think i got here august 15th and uh since then i've just <laughs> had my head down and getting to know montana state football getting to know bozeman getting to know cat country and just uh just getting into it man and it's uh it's been fun man it's really it's really been a blast King Logley joining us here on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, new play-by-play man for the Montana State Bobcats. Uh, it's interesting you mentioned the baseball angle. I th- I think that, well, I mean, obviously I'm a radio guy too. I love radio, but I think that baseball takes a distinct skill set, uh, also a distinct pace, but when you do it right, I think it's the best sport on the radio. So um, what, what where does your love of, of baseball come from? I don't know. I just woke up one day and uh, my, all of my memories start with me loving baseball and, and all sports, really. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I couldn't even tell you the first baseball or basketball or football game I went to because it was just what we did. Um, so, yeah, it's just something I've always been in. It, it's what I played the most growing up. I, I started playing a little bit of football, peewee football. I hurt my back. My mom said, nope, that's it. You're done. <laughs> 
so didn't play a ton of football. Uh, grew up watching the Bears in Chicago, so I know what bad football looks like, and I know what good defense looks like, um, and I know what a great return man looks like. But, uh, no, I mean, I just I got into it early, and, you know, when I was going through my career and as I'm applying for jobs, the jobs I got were, were baseball jobs, and, and uh, I'm grateful for it. I mean, I, I, did, I did something like 1,500 games in Modesto alone, uh, over 2,000 minor league games in my career, so... I can tell you that I have done I've done a broadcast in every possible like physical state you can imagine exhausted, tired, excited, sad, angry, whatever it is cuz it's every day, you know? I mean, it's funny when we get home after a, a later kick on the road or you know, we have this super late game like we did on Saturday. You know, I'm good. Like, okay, yeah, I'm going to be a little tired the next day, but you know what I don't have the next day? Another broadcast. So, <laughs> I'm kind of good and it, it takes a lot to kind of throw me off my uh throw me off my game with all the stuff that you deal with at that level. <laughs> no doubt. Uh, our, our minor league, we're the, we're the affiliates for the uh, Missoula Paddleheads, and our baseball guy, Jeff Safford, who did a great job for us these last two summers, he, uh, no rest for the weary, to be sure. I mean, that was a 95-game season in about 102 days, and they're taking a bus all over the northwest of the United States. I mean, it's not, there's no short way to get to Boise, Idaho, or Grand Junction, Colorado. So uh, definitely a grind. Keaton Gologli joining us here uh, on the Montana State Minute for the week. He is the new play-by-play man for the Montana State football team. And, uh, Keaton, here we are now, five games into the year. So uh, I'll just ask you an open-ended question. What have you thought so far of your experience at Montana State? What do you think of this football team that you're calling? right now yeah man it is fun (laughs) people really pumped this place up to me before i got here i'd driven through montana once or twice i have some friends who had worked up in like great falls and and some other different places around montana and and that sort of thing so i had a little bit of knowledge about or people telling me what it was going to be like here and uh it has lived up to expectations. I mean, those are legit crowds. That's as loud as anything I've ever heard at 21,000 people the last couple of games. And the football is good, man. I mean, it's really fun. And, and I think it's interesting, too, just watching this Montana State team in particular, kind of this moment in Bobcat history. I got lucky to join it here and, and now. And there's so much different talent on this team. And even with the injuries and, you know, some of the adversity that they have faced, I, I think it's been really fun to just – watch the coaching staff work with this skill set because there's so many different pieces. And I think when you, when you try to evaluate coaching staffs, it's really, really hard, very, very difficult. And I obviously do not have the same football knowledge that this, this staff has. But when you're watching a team that has as many different parts on it, you know that it takes a great skill to put those parts in a position to succeed. So I think it's been fun watching the way they've kind of worked all that stuff out to this point in the season, and uh, it's uh, it's been great. And then the other aspect of it, too, is just learning more of the history. I mean, the amount of guys who are legacy players here is just incredible. It's absolutely insane. I mean, you're just telling more of the the Daly story. You know, Bobby Daly and his dad who played here, who was an All-American, he was an All-American. His brother here was a a great nationally recognized player as well. So, like, you know, just learning those stories, both from the rest of my broadcast crew, talking to these guys and from the fans and just reading it all up. I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty cool. It makes it feel pretty special to be here. Montana State Minute is presented by JNV Restaurant Supply. It's the heart of football season. The Bobcats have another home game coming up on Saturday. Go get everything you need for your tailgate at JNV Restaurant Supply. They have locations in Bozeman, Billings, Great Falls. You can also find them at jvrestaurant.com. Keaton Gologli joining us here on the Montana State Minute, the new play-by-play man for the MSU Bobcats. Anybody in particular that you've really enjoyed either watching or getting to talk to or getting to know? Who's a, I mean, obviously, you know, you're the in-house guy. You got a lot of guys on the squad that you're going to get to know, a lot of guys that are, I mean, and these, these guys, especially at this level, they're such good guys pretty much across the board in the big sky, not just at Montana State. But um, anybody that's really caught your eye or that you really enjoy and watching or, or uh, painting the picture of on the radio? Yeah, no doubt. I mean, obviously what Sean Chambers is doing is just incredible, and everybody knows that. So uh, to try to take it a, a step further, you know, what Willie Patterson has done going up and getting some of these footballs has been uh, a real treat to watch. Uh, Robbie Alston, man, that kid has so much skill and talent. I feel like it, we haven't even scratched the surface of what he can do. So I just, I'm always waiting for a big blow up play from him. Uh, the, the, just watching all the different running backs that have come through has been wild. And then on the defensive end, I mean, Sebastian Valdez is an absolute monster. Louis LeCap has been a ton of fun to watch. Callahan O'Reilly, obviously stepping in and, and making some big plays. Ty Okada, another sixth year guy, uh, watching him fly around the field has been cool. 
And then talking to these guys, particularly on Cat Chat, you know, uh, the show we do with uh, Bread Vegan each week on Wednesdays at 6.30 over at Buffalo Wild Wings. I get a nice, solid, like, 10 minutes a guy, and we could really have kind of a, a true conversation. And Willie, Peter, Willie Patterson was amazing to talk to. He gave us so much. He's so motivational. He's got such great insight. He did a great job. Daniel Lua-Lakepa, man, he had such a big smile on his face. He's just such a happy, go-lucky, just good kid. And Ty Okada was funny, man. He was... He was a hoot when we had him on the show. So, yeah, talking to these guys has really, it's been a lot of fun, and there's just so much to discuss with them, especially with how many of them have been here for so long. You know, that's one of the kind of interesting perks at this level of football. You know, if you don't feel like you have a sure pro experience waiting for you after your time is done at the collegiate level like this, well, take your take your six years and get after it, you know, and, and these guys are, and, and that's really uh, elevating the level of play we're watching. It is fun, and those guys are all uh favorites of ours as well. I mean, I, th- I told Ty Okada, you know, he can have a job as my co-host when he's done, but he's probably going to go make millions of dollars in private business or something. <laughs> but Willie Patterson, <laughs> we'll have a senior profile of Willie Patterson later on this week at SkylineSportsMT.com. So looking forward to catching up with Willie P. He's a guy that we've covered ever since he first committed to Montana State out of the Tacoma area and uh, definitely a guy that's so enthusiastic about uh, his own abilities as well as his football team and uh, he's having a breakout senior year. So uh, very fun. Keaton Gologli joining us here uh, on the Montana State Minute. Uh, last thing for you then, Keaton, uh, the Bobcats have, I would argue, probably the two most pivotal wins of any Big Sky Conference team thus far in terms of the quality of the opponents that they've defeated in Eastern Washington and UC Davis and uh, sort of the circumstances behind the games as well, playing in Cheney. Uh, never never easy to win there. Uh, Bobcats are the first team to have a two-game winning streak on the red there uh, at the Inferno and then playing UC Davis for the first time in Bozeman since Jeff Choate's first Big Sky win back in 2016. Crazy to think it's been that long since the Aggies were in town, but a team that was a playoff team a year ago, as was Eastern Washington. So uh, two really solid victories for the Cats so far in Big Sky Conference play. They sit at 4-1 and one overall and 4-0, uh, and oh, or excuse me, number four in the country in the national polls. Uh, what do you think of this upcoming weekend's game, though? Because uh, the gauntlet starts in a couple weeks. I think that the uh, the average fan, the average observer would look at the schedule and say, oh, Idaho State, Northern Colorado. Those are two of the quote-unquote worst teams in the league, but got to avoid a trap game. Can't be dropping one at home. What, what do you think uh, about the Bengals and your uh, initial prep here and uh what do you think of these upcoming two weeks just in terms of basically having to take care of business to set up everything else down the stretch for the bobcats yeah you know it's funny like we can have that conversation we are allowed to look one two three four sure. weeks ahead and kind of look at a picture but you know coach can't like we're not talking about that when we talk to coach or some, some of these other guys but you're right i mean when you look at the overall schedule for montana state it's relatively favorable in a lot of different ways uh but at the same time i mean the the skill that's in this conference is just mind-boggling like uc davis is a one in 14 like are you kidding me that is a really really skilled team and they're gonna probably have to win out if they're gonna even have a shot to make the playoffs but that team is definitely talented enough to be in the playoffs so like that's really really impressive stuff and i know it sounded so cliche to people all week when we're saying gotta throw the one three record out gotta throw the one and three record out okay well you know it's only a cliche because we just that's the truth like that's just what is happening and this Idaho State team I mean the record is what it is they're winless okay but at the same time under first year head coach they got over 50 new guys on this roster and you gotta look at the eye test I mean again that's something that sounds cliche but it's just it's how you have to evaluate some of these teams and they played like the University of Montana with energy with passion with hunger you know they they worked their tails off in that game, and they've had some adversity. They're a couple men deep on their depth chart in terms of their quarterback, so they got some weapons. They had looked like they had some real push on the defensive line. I mean, they had Lucas Johnson moving around a little bit. I would love to know the numbers on how many of his throws were on the move in that game, because he was not just sitting up in a clean pocket, so you're going to have to make sure you pass protect for sure in this game, and they had some big strikes on the uh, on the offensive end, so I'm excited. I mean, it's going to be a good football game. It's Big Sky Conference. It doesn't matter. Montana State is always going to get the other team's absolute best shot. Mikey Ryder talked about this on our broadcast last week. You don't see this environment outside the state of Montana in this conference. So that's either going to make teams kind of quake in their boots and weak in the knees, or it's going to pump them up with some adrenaline as well, and they're going to feed off that energy too. And, yeah, it's a hostile crowd, but when you've got that type of stage in front of you for a lot of players, that's when they play their best. You're always getting guys best shots. You're going to get Idaho State's absolute best shot. 
if you want to win the Big Sky Conference, if you want to win a national championship, and you want to beat the Grizz, the same three goals every single year, you got to set it up by beating Idaho State this week, and then you can move on from there. So, yeah, I'm excited. I mean, it's going to be a good game no matter what. Idaho State's going to come ready to play, and you only get 11, 11 per year in the regular season, so enjoy each of them while you got them. King Glogley, he is the new play-by-play man for the Montana State Bobcat football team. And uh, this is our Montana State Minute presented by JNV Restaurant Supply. Keaton, great stuff, man. We'll catch up with you very soon. But in the meantime, best of luck with the call on Saturday. And thanks so much for joining us today. You bet. Thanks for having me. New friends. Got to love it. Nuan is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN Montana app. You want some wings? Hot, delicious, spicy or not. They got mild wings as well. Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill has the best wings in the city of Missoula, as voted on by you, the Missoula voting public, the Missoula wing-consuming public. We got a dozen wings for you, plus a pair of Grizz hockey tickets to either Friday or Saturday night. We're going to let you pick. Wing it Wednesday, Grizz hockey style. Next, keep it right here. It's new on us now, ESPN Radio. Bobcat fans, support both your favorite team and Montana State students. When you shop at the student and faculty-owned MSU Bookstore, your purchase lowers the price of course materials for Montana State students. Montana State is in the midst of a historic year, and the MSU Bookstore has everything you need, from jerseys to garments, t-shirts to sweatshirts. You can also find the vast selection of Bobcat gear online by visiting msubookstore.org. Help students excel and look your best in blue and gold. The MSU Bookstore is your Bobcat gear headquarters. ESPN Radio. Did you know that the game, the rapper, Jason Taylor, real name, not that Jason Taylor, is six foot eight and played basketball at Washington State? Yeah, I used to really be obsessed with the game. Never forget when he came to the Wilma. It was like 45 minutes of fury. He chugged a half a bottle of Grey Goose vodka on the stage, pretended to pass out. I might have been water. I don't really know. Concert was over. One of the highs of my college life. <laughs> Welcome back. New on is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Thanks for hanging out, cruising along, rolling with us here on your Wednesday. Because it's a Wednesday, that means it's a Wing It Wednesday. Presented by the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill. The wings are back. The Despo got the best wings in the city of Missoula. I really love the spicy teriyaki. If you're not into the real spicy, try out the Sissy Terry's. Those are pretty good, too. But uh, all sorts of great flavors there. The uh, wings are locally sourced for you and uh, just absolutely delicious. We have a dozen wings for you, to the Desperado. But also, we have Grizz hockey tickets as well. The Grizz play Western Washington Friday night and Saturday night, 730. Uh, puck drops here at the Glacier Ice Rink, which conveniently is seriously walking distance from the Despo. I mean, you can go down Russell, you turn left into the fairgrounds, or you turn right into the Desperado. So great place. You can go have your wings before the game. How about that? That sounds pretty fun. So you're going to call us right now, caller number four, and caller number four is going to get a dozen wings from the Despo and a pair of Grizz hockey tickets. You can choose Friday or Saturday night. Call right now, 406 888 one zero two nine. Call right now. Four zero six eight 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 one zero two nine. Call number four. We got Despo Wings, Grizz Hockey tickets. Excited to partner with Grizz Hockey and the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill all season long. Grizz Hockey, a resounding victory in their opener. Don't know how much you can take from it. Uh, Idaho. Uh, there's no real rhyme or reason to the, the whys of all this stuff besides just, you know, full-on investment and, uh, you know, all the things that go into successful sports teams, coaching, vision, um, financial and tangible emotional investment. But the Grizz rolled Idaho last year. They rolled them this year as well. 17-1, to 1, the Grizz won their opening hockey uh, game of the season. So... Uh, I don't really, there's nothing really to draw from that other than, you know, great start to the season. So, uh, I think though this last week will be, or this upcoming week, excuse me, with Western Washington in town, 
is going to be way more competitive and uh, a, a better test for the Grizz. So um, we'll see. It remains to be seen, but should be fun. Uh, the Grizz have all sorts of home games. But this will be your uh, last time to see them for a, a couple weeks. Grizz play Friday and Saturday, 7.30 p.m. Puck drops at, at Glacier Ice Rink, and then they'll be uh, back at it, I guess. Uh, on I guess they do have one home game after that, uh, October 14th, against Montana State, and then they play at uh, Bozeman uh, October 15th. So uh, a lot of action coming up. If you want to find out more about the Grizz hockey team, visit grizzhockey.com. You can just click on schedule and tickets, and you'll have all your information there for single game and reserved and season tickets and all that sort of stuff. Also, be sure to tune in to the Grizz hockey game every time they're home or away right here on 102.9 ESPN Radio or on the ESPN MT app. Great way to follow along. Grizz hockey, Nuanas Now, all sorts of other fun stuff coming down the pipe. So uh, tune in for all that stuff. Uh, particularly when it comes to Grizz Hockey. Appreciate the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill for continuing to sponsor our Wing It Wednesday. And uh, thanks to all of you out there for listening and participating. I heard the phone ringing a bunch, so I uh, heard Andrew talking on the phone, so congratulations to whoever our winner might be and uh, get you all set up uh, for a, a fun evening with a little swing by the Despo and then a, a little swing by the uh, Glacier Ice Rink. We got one more pair of Grizz Hockey tickets. We'll tell you... Uh, Andrew, which uh, which day did we uh, did, did our uh, lucky winner pick Friday or Saturday? So they picked Saturday, so we'll okay. have a pair of tickets for Friday. So next hour we'll have a pair of tickets for Friday, and uh, so that means you better keep it tuned right here. We're going to talk some Grizz volleyball, and also have our Grizz star of the week from the football side of things. But instead of a actual person, we'll have some mid season awards. Our one in the books, our two coming at you. ESPN Roundtable, Grizz Volleyball style, and a little Grizz football action as well. Keep it right here. It's Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. I am here with Catherine DeLands of The Advocates. If you've been listening to ESPN Radio, you're familiar and you know if you've been in an accident, The Advocates can surely help you. There's a lot of people out there that don't slow down for road conditions that are driving recklessly or carelessly, and we want to protect the people that have been injured because of those driver's actions. You deserve an advocate. The advocates will deal with the insurance company and defer medical bills, so all you need to do is rest and get better. The advocates will handle the overwhelming legal stress of your accident because you didn't deserve to be in an accident. Chat directly with a local attorney online at MontanaAdvocates.com.